Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, we got another Chris and Craig show, and man, I like these last couple weeks. We always have had guests, but Craig, we're doubling down. We're like, we're gonna have a guest on every podcast, and I'm excited about this one. I've just started to get to know him over the past what a couple months. It's BJ Lisco from the Acrobica Journal, the Turbo Lovers. You're a book author. What don't you do, BJ? <laughs> it's uh, I, you know, it's good to stay busy. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. No, no, I'm excited. We we gotta talk about all that. I gotta first ask you. I gotta take advantage of this because at work I feel weird asking about this. Um, this this is an audio podcast, so you can't see behind you. But BJ looks like he has hundreds of CDs. How many CDs you got in your collection? I know you're a uh, music guy. There's a couple thousand probably back there, and then I've got a bunch of uh, vinyl as well too and stuff. So okay. I, I've got all that stuff digitized, but I can't I can't uh, I can't bring myself to throw. To, to get rid of it or you know like i still like having the physical the physical thing but man, i don't buy a lot of cds anymore but um but yeah i, I can't the, a lot of work went into that collection so I, I can't part with it just yet more importantly though how do you organize it is it in alphabetical yeah. order is it by genre how do you do it oh yeah yeah if you don't if you can't uh if you can't if you don't alph- alphabetize your record collection you're just i i don't i don't, I don't think i want to know yet <laughs> well are you married? Have a significant other? I mean, what's their reaction to what you got? Oh no, it's it, it's cool. I got this is uh no, my wife's supportive of all that stuff. You know, she she knows I'm a you know a music freak, so and particularly a rock and roll freak, and you know, a, and a metal and punk freak. So I like all that oh, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but no, she's 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 cool. Then I got you know my my home office is like the is basically the the basement. That's sort of and also that's right. my rec room and my beer fridge and everything right. else is right there too so i'm sure if you're in your living room maybe she would like <laughs> raise the eyebrow to you but hey you're in your office i'm in my office it's good very good so excellent well we'll talk news because that's who we are and that's what we do but we got to talk about some other stuff so tell me about the turbo lovers we've become facebook friends i i, I gotta admit i'm sorry there's a lot going on uh, we have what probably 500 meetings a day, so I don't have a lot of time to listen to music because I'm working anymore. But tell me about the Turbo Lovers. What do you guys sound like? Um, yeah, help me out a little bit. Yeah, so we're uh, an all-original rock band. Uh, okay. Rock band. We're from, you know, based out of Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, we've been around for, the band's been around in some form since 2003. Uh, okay. the, the, the current version of the band has been, it's been with the same guys for like the last 10 years. Um, and yeah, it's just all original rock. We thought we, we put out a handful of albums, um, and you know, uh, we, we we still play as many shows as uh, as, as fits with everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody works, um, you know, a bunch of hours and stuff, you know, with, with their with their, their their day gigs, whatever. So 
but we do it whenever we can, and, and uh, it's you know it's just it's just a lot of fun, man. I mean, it's just uh, music, something I've always wanted to do. I mean, when I was younger, I was a little more like um, when you're in college, you're, you're you're able to go on the road, you're able to tour and do some of that stuff. So I did some of that in my early twenties and stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's just you know it's just to love writing and playing music, and it's just you know it's just a. Uh, I mean, we're we're weekend warriors, but it's cool though because we get to you know we get to open for we're one of the only sort of original rock bands that sound the way we do. We kind of sound like ACDC or like okay, you know, like ACDC mixed with like '80s rock a little bit. And so uh, anytime any of those bands you know come through the area, we get to open for a lot of them. So it's just you know, so all these shows that I would have paid to go to now we're on. So like you know, that's that's. That's super cool. That's pretty much was the the goal of doing this since I was like sixteen. So now we're actually getting to do a lot of that. So it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and most recently you played with what, Warrant and Jackal, right? Yeah, we played with Warrant and uh, yeah, and then Jackal before that. Both those shows were, were were great. We played with a bunch of different bands. Uh, we played with Kicks, Loverboy, Sebastian Bach. Um, okay. There's you know, and then and then on the other side we played with like Reverend Horton Heat and Blaze Bailey used to be an Iron Maiden, and we've done a bunch of different. Um, opening things like that though and yeah it's uh we do our own shows and stuff obviously uh, uh especially around the youngstown area too so uh, but yeah it's a lot of fun now how does it work so like if you know warren or somebody they come to a club they sit there and say i mean if they don't have a supporting band to open for them it's coming with them do they just say hey do you know some bands that sound like this and then the club's like hey we know these several lovers let's bring them aboard how, how's that work where you get scheduled yeah, so we we fit better with those bands than a lot of than just about any other original band from I would say even all, all, Northeast Ohio, Western PA. I mean, we like stylistically we fit better with those bands than just about anybody. So we get called on to, to, to we ask to do those shows a lot, mostly because of that. And then what's nice about it is is we've done enough of them now that we've got um, a big enough following that we're like we're constantly selling tickets and stuff. So it's like we're able to you know so now we you know we're, we're we're making money at it too, and it's just. So it works out for everybody involved. I mean, we love doing those shows as it is, but uh, but yeah, it's cool to you know uh, it, it's cool to build up a, a whole you know a different fan base around a lot of that stuff, uh, around a lot of those a lot of those shows as well. What's life? What's life like in Warrant right now? I mean, we're all getting older. We can't party like we used to and everything. And does Warrant still try to party, or they're more like, hey, <laughs> we're, we're lower. We got we'll still play the songs. We got to chill out a little bit. Some of those bands still still party a little bit. I mean, they're not. It's not like you know. I wish I could have been there in the '80s heyday with them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't. I'm sure I wouldn't be married right now. But yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, your wife's probably not downstairs with you. But uh, they, uh, yeah. So, but but no, they, they're um, uh, yeah. They're, it's 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 lower key. But I mean, some of those bands still, you know. They're, they're, They'll still drink with you after the show, or or or, or, or you you know, um, Warren were, were really nice. We met all those guys. We met all the guys in Jackal too. But we usually meet most of the bands that we end up playing. And some of them you don't see like they're in on the stage, they're done right. out the side door and gone back to the hotel, and they have people come you know take care of their stuff. But for the most part, you know, people hang around and stuff too. It's not the wild party atmosphere that I'm sure, like I said, like it was back in those uh, those bands' heyday. But uh, but it's still a lot of fun. Are, are they telling a lot of war stories? I mean, I. Man, if Jackal was here on this show, Craig and I'd be like, "Hey, what was the the backstage like? Do they like to tell stories like that?" Do you guys? Uh, or? Somewhat. I mean, it's usually it's usually not like uh, we're usually not asking them if it's like a Motley Crue the Dirt situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't look a lot of that. Like I'm, I, I'm sure that they all those guys have have those stories. Usually, when we're just when when we're talking to those guys, it's like you know, uh, like and I still love. 
uh, all those bands too. So and I, and I follow their you know their new music as well too. And then all all those I think pretty much most of the bands we've opened for are still putting out new records. Um, yeah, wow. A lot of them have some really good records that are kind of underrated, on, you know. So yeah, we just just usually just shoot the you know uh, shoot the breeze, I should say. Yeah. I don't want to swear on this podcast, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we usually just uh, you know we usually just BS about music. So okay, um, like do they get tired of playing some of the songs? Like I mean, Warrant they're probably best known for Cherry Pie. I mean, I'm sure they're playing Cherry Pie every show. Does that get a little old for them or? Well, I'll tell you this. There's a couple songs in our set that don't ever come out, and that's just yeah. us. And I'm <laughs> and I'm sick of those songs. But if we don't, <laughs> have, like people will be like, "Why didn't you?" You know. So yeah, I can yeah. only imagine for Warren, like it's got to be times a million because they've been playing Jerry Pie since you know uh, whenever when that came out. I think it was '88 or '89. I'm guessing yeah. when it came out, or, or, or uh, yeah. So, but so yeah, it's uh, uh, I'm sure that they're. You know that <laughs> they, they gotta be they got they have to be sick of it. But a lot of those artists, though, too, and I've interviewed a bunch of them too over the years. Like most of them, if they if they've had hits, they're just humbled by the fact that they have hits and they love. Oh, yeah, they'll play them, and you know, and that's what's that's what's paid for their houses in a lot of cases and stuff too. And they're still, you know, a lot of them are still getting if they did their, uh, you know, if they uh, did their business dealings right. You know, they're still getting good money off a lot of that uh, off a lot of the songs. So. Well, yeah, I think post COVID, I mean, the economy's a little bit rough shape right now. So, I mean, I, I know what you feel. I mean, you play in the band, you interview people. Obviously, you like talking music and everything. I'm wondering if we ever get off COVID and after the news, I'm not sure if we ever are, but if we could have live music, I mean, everyone's got to be touring now, right? I mean, who, who wouldn't be touring if you have a current band that tours the country? Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's back in a lot of places. I mean, so okay. I mean, these shows that we did. I mean, they're 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 uh, they're sold out or close to sold out. I mean, so there's five six hundred people at these shows, and and yeah, I mean, it's, so in a lot of places now, I'm at whether that's gonna. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna take a step back on on that, or if they're gonna start doing mandates forever again. I mean, it depends on how tough stuff goes, but I know they absolutely don't want to. Like, so it's gonna be the yeah. last thing, you know. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna push for. Go get vaccinated. We're not we're not shutting anything down anymore, you know. So, I, you know, hopefully it doesn't get so bad that they're that they're forced to do that or anything like that. But I mean, um, you know, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But right now, everything's kind of a go. If you look, I mean, there's just every day, I, like my social media feeds are just bombarded with comments oh, yeah. and this got announced and this band's coming through. I mean, there's, like there's almost too many like to kind of keep track yeah. of right now. And it's like if you're if you're, you know, you like going to live music like I do. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you can run out of money real fast. So there's going to be a problem where, where you're going to see some shows that are really going to suffer just because people only have so much money that they can go to go to they can't go to everything. You know, so stuff they normally would go to. You know, they kind of got to kind of you know have to kind of prioritize what they what they pay for. And then the other part of that too is, is you know if you're going to see a band that's that's a lot bigger or you know that's that that's at a uh, that's in an arena or, or an outdoor amphitheater, um, in a lot of cases you're paying well over a hundred dollars for a ticket. So yeah. it's just you know, and in some cases, you know, I think my yeah, my wife just paid something like three hundred dollars a ticket for John Mayer, and that's not till next year, and that's really? another, like it, it's, and they'll get it too. I mean, so it's just, but yeah, like the ticket prices are just are just insane. But bands do that now because they don't make any money off their music anymore. So on the back, they're getting on the back end, you know, when uh, when they sell tickets. Once a year in Columbus, a lot more venues are being used. Where in the past, you might just say. You know, where the Blue Jackets play and shot and scene where the Buckeyes play, and 
maybe use a couple more. But now with the many concerts, I mean, the old crew stands being used, a bunch mm-hmm. of other places like that. I think Green Day is going to be there in a couple of weeks. I don't know, 80 bucks for Green Day. You think that's good? That's actually not terrible. Okay. Some of the other prices. I, I mean, I, Green Day was actually the second concert I ever went to in my life with Green Day. And I was like, I was in high school. I had this, I think I was either a freshman or a sophomore in high school, whatever. And yeah, I saw them at the Cleveland Agora. And I had that ticket slip around here somewhere, but I, I know it wasn't much more than 20 bucks. Yeah. You know, so, um, so 80 is not terrible. <laughs> um, okay. Because, you know, for, uh, like, you know, when we start looking at some of the prices for some of the other stuff, you know, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I think my wife and I went and saw Smashing Pumpkins last year, and those tickets were almost $200 a pop. So, right. you know, that's like more than double what you're charging. So, <laughs> you know, and that's a comparable band, you know, in terms of popularity and, and, and the era they came out in, too. So, well, I picked a small band, not well known, 15 bucks a shot. And we got to keep the clubs open for at least. Two more weeks. The the concerts like two, I think August twentieth. I want to see some live music, so help me out. I, it was interesting, BJ, and I think it sounds like maybe that's what you could see happening in Akron too. There's a couple small venues in Columbus that say you have to have a vaccine, like show your proof to even get in the door. Which it sounds a lot, but hey, it makes sense. I mean, if you got your vaccine, you're not going to get well. Most likely, will get sick and. You most likely won't share with others. So, can you see that happen more? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think with certain venues, we'll, we'll do that. But I, I, most most won't though, just because they're not gonna, you know, uh, they're not gonna shoot themselves shoot themselves shoot themselves in the foot, so to speak. If they've been closed for how long? And you know, a lot of them are like, no, you know, as long as there's no restrictions, as long as you know, uh, there's not a mandate telling me that I have to only have so many people, whatever, and people are trying to make their money back and stuff, you know, that, that, that they lost for, for all those, uh, you know, all those months of, uh, of no live music at all, you know? So, um, so yeah, I mean, some of, some of them will for sure, but I think the ones that do, um, the, the, their crowd already has to be pretty liberal for them to, to make that, to do that, yeah. you know, like, like, so it's not, they're not going to be in an area where it's like, yeah, all right, 50, 50, whatever. Like generally their clientele is probably pretty liberal to begin with anyway. So it's not like you know a huge, uh, but but I mean I'm, I can't say I'm against it. I'm not, I'm not. I, I wouldn't say I'm for that either. But I understand why people would do it. You know, I mean, yeah, I do think everybody should, you know, get your vaccine so we can we can just get back to normal way yeah. sooner later. But well, and you want to sell tickets, right? I mean, obviously, you know, something like that's going to maybe mean you sell less tickets. So that's not good for you as mm-hmm. a band person. Craig, what do you want to see? Well, I was, uh, you know, I'm always curious of origin stories. How does how does a, a band called uh, Turbo Lovers uh, come to how does that come to yeah. pass? How do you come up with that name? What's the origin to that? Well, so the, the name comes from the Judas Priest song, right? So um, it, it, it kind of started as sort of a tongue in cheek, sort of just it was just a studio project. It was just myself and a drummer, and we were just like, oh, I'm gonna write some arena rock songs, you know. And so we called it that. Not really. I not really. Give, I didn't really give you know two thoughts to it really. But then, so it ended up getting reviewed uh, by Classic Rock Magazine, which is a big magazine out of the uh, the UK, uh, and they're still going and they're still. Uh, but but so it got a really good review there, and I'm like, well, I'm stuck with that name now. <laughs> it's going to be Turbo Lovers right now. Right. So it was sort of, the only it, it, the name hasn't uh, been too much of a like the, the only thing that that, that, I, that I that I regret with the name is 
Because a lot of times we get confused. People think we're a Judas Priest tribute band. <laughs> so you're like, no, we're not. Like, um, that is where the name comes from. But yeah, so uh, so we get, we still get that sometimes. But uh, but it's cool, you know. We, we, we're, we're, we're part enough rock, you know, as it is and stuff, too, that, uh, you know, that it, they're not disappointed because we kind of sound like ACDC and Judas Priest in a way anyway, so. I'm sure being a, you know, a, you're a journalist and a, and a musician, what came first? You know, did you fall in love with music first and then you gravitated towards journalism or did you, I know you said college is when you, you started maybe getting involved with, with music, but uh, when did you kind of, when did those two professions sort of intersect? Uh, music came first and then um, journalism happened just because like I, when I was in college and I didn't know, I started off, I didn't know what my major was going to be or whatever. And I was like, oh, at first I thought I'd be a history major. And that was, I'm not sure what I thought I was going to do with that. <laughs> and I never studied so hard to get C's in my life. Um, so I was like, well, <laughs> we're switching this. So I did journalism and I, I don't know, I, I liked it. So I was like, well, you know, I, I, this is kind of cool. I can write about music and I can write about sports and I can write about stuff that I like if I go down this, you know, if I do this. And so that's where it, uh, that's kind of where it sort of, sort of intersected. Very good. Um, let's talk a little bit about ACDC. Obviously, you're, you patterned the music, your music out off of ACDC. I read on your Twitter, I believe, you're working on a book about Brian Johnson of ACDC. When did that start? Yeah, so um, it's a book on the Brian Johnson era of ACDC. I started doing it um, probably about, like, last winter. Um, okay. I, so I had the idea to do it because there, there's a bunch of ACDC books out there. There's uh, there's a whole bunch of them. None of them. None of them really focus on his era of the band, though. It's always either the full band or it's mostly focused on the early years with Bon Scott. So um, I had the idea to, 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 to do this, and I wanted to, you know, just to focus on, on his era and, and, and the music that he's done with that band and kind of his importance to that band. Well, so in the meantime, while this is going on, Brian Johnson announces he's putting out his – he's written his own autobiography, and so it comes oh, wow. out. In October. Well, so now my book is kind of on hold because the problem with that is, so I have a couple of publishers that are interested in the book, or, or they or they were, but the second Brian Johnson said he's putting out an autobiography, that like that all goes on hold. So no one's going to touch it until that book has come out and its 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 lifespan has kind of gone through the sale wise, whatever, and that and that, that kind of calms down. The other part of it too is I need to see what he what he actually reveals in that book because I have a lot of stuff, a lot of stories that have never been told about Brian Johnson in his era. But um, I need to see if he puts that in his book or not, because I mean, he might just, you know, I, I got to see how much of what I have, what I thought was exclusive, is not going to be exclusive anymore. I mm. don't know that I don't know that he's going to reveal a whole lot, because that's just not the nature of ACDC. They really don't pull back the curtain at all. And so I think the book's going to be more just about his life and kind of his journey through things. I don't think he's going to get into like, like my book's pretty, it's pretty ACDC, you know, uh, it's pretty geeked out toward ACDC. So I, I don't think Brian Johnson's going to go like. All right. Well, what was the recording experience like on Fly on the Wall in 1985 or this song? Yeah. Like, 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 I'm into like really, really, you know. It's definitely for ACDC fans, you know. When mm. the, 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 what I'm doing, so um, yeah, it's sort of a, it's sort of like you know my ACDC nerddom over here. But uh, but yeah, that's definitely kind of what it's uh, what it's geared for. So uh, but yeah, but I just gotta kind of wait and see what what he does, and then uh, and I've been still doing some interviews and stuff for it. In the meantime, I've interviewed a lot of big names for this book, which is which is great. And people are, you know, they're they're, uh, they're super happy to, to, to talk to me. Um, yeah, I just gotta wait till you know, wait till his comes out to kind of see exactly where I'm going from here. So, uh, so yeah, but it'll it'll pick back up again, uh, uh, real heavy again in the fall after, after his book comes out. 
how's that process work? Because as journalists, we all have different types of contacts and you know, we know some famous people, not famous people. Did you just like mind your contacts for people who know more about ACDC? I've interviewed most of these people before. So in the years that I uh, did entertainment running, especially in Canton, and even mm-hmm. before that, I did my own. I did my own entertainment magazine at a Youngstown, cool. Youngstown Paul. So it was a monthly magazine. Um, most of these people I've talked to before, like I, whether it's, it's usually like plug in a show that they're doing in the area or or, or a new record or that sort of thing. So um, I had a lot of contacts already. Um, that I could reach out to, and then the ones that, if I don't, if I didn't already have those contacts, I mean, I'm, I'm just, have, I, I'm, I've interviewed God thousands of musicians over the years, and comedians and other entertainers. So it's like you just reach out to their, you know, find their website, find their publicist, find them, whatever. Some of some of them you can reach out to directly on Twitter, and they'll get back. Yeah. You know, so it's it's not uh, it's not too too hard, you know, as long as you're kind of persistent with it, and and uh, and, as long, and as long as you're emailing the right person. A lot of times, you know, yeah. you're emailing. Uh, emailing press contacts that don't exist anymore was, you know, for only a certain album or whatever, but they usually can point you in the right direction, you know, so a couple of emails, you can usually get in touch with just about anybody. For me, it never hurts. I don't promise them a story in USA Today, but I always like saying, hey, I'm a USA Today journalist. It kind of gives you a little more credibility. You know, so you're sure. not just like, hey, I'm in the basement, you know, writing for my mom or something. But, you know, <laughs> it gives a little bit more yeah. yeah, no, the the background that I've had in journalism for so many years definitely helps. Yeah. Definitely in there. Like, yeah, hey, I'm a, you know, I'm an editor for the Acre Beacon Journal. Like, that, that, yeah. that helps a lot right there, just saying yeah. that. And then, all right, this, you know, this guy's an actual writer. It's not just, yeah. you know, like, like you said, like, you know, uh, just, you know, writing in his diary or whatever. Well, it's also to be in the right place at the right time. I mean, certain times you, you reach out to everybody. I mean, everyone's willing to talk different times. And there's, other right. times where people are like, hey, I just don't want to talk right now. So, very good. I try reaching out to Brian. Uh, like, like, was that? Did you make an attempt there? No, oh, absolutely. But so, um, I got. I, I said I found out pretty quick that he was doing his own book because. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I interviewed a lot of people that are very close to him and where he lives in in Sarasota, Florida, and uh, so they they put me in touch with his basically sort of his. His personal assistant, kind of. There's a woman that deals that does all his business dealings in Sarasota, where he lives. So it's. Um, I got in touch with her. I let her know that I was doing the book and stuff, um, and you know, and she responded and said, you know, good luck with the book. You know, but obviously Brian can't participate. I didn't. I didn't think he was going to be able to anyway, just because it was ACDC. Um, nothing. No, Brian's the first guy in ACDC to write a book. So right. So. Yeah. Um, like that umbrella, like they just don't, they just don't let people into that, into that world. So like they're, they're super quiet. If they're not promoting an album, you know, they're, they're back, you know, hauled away in their mansions, wherever they are, or wherever rock stars go when they go to, you know, right, the rest right. world tours. So, um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect to get them, but I just let them know that I was doing the book and I got, you know, they wished me luck on it and, you know, and, and, and so, like I said, and I, and I knew he was going to know that I was doing the book anyway, just because of, uh, you know, some of uh, well, Jesse James Dupree from Jackals, one of his best friends, and he was he, was, he gave some great stories with the book about working with Brian and everything else too. And you know, uh, he said a couple a couple other uh, Florida musicians that are close to him to uh, talk to him as well. So, okay, man, I I would just love to read Craig. What do you think about uncensored ACDC book? I mean, there's got to be crazy stories. I mean, like you said, <laughs> yeah. they're probably not going to let him out. But could you imagine doing an uncensored book? There's one book that my buddy wrote. It's called um, "It's on Bon Scott," and it's about how he 
basically about how he died because the law, you know, yeah. uh, not to get into a whole huge thing here, but so the, the, the common thing was that, oh, he, he drank too much and he, he, he fell asleep and choked on his own vomit. Well, it's always been like this thing about him drinking too much, whatever. Well, he did this whole huge investigative book on how Bond really died and all the, like the years leading up to it. And there's a lot of, a, a lot of never before heard stories in that too, when that came out. And then it basically what it comes down to is, is he did heroin the night that he died as well. That's yeah. why he didn't, that's why when he threw up, he didn't like wake up because he's throwing up, you know, he, he just he mixed the wrong thing. You know, he, he wasn't a regular user of heroin, whatever, but he did one night and then that's yeah. it, didn't wake up. Wow. Wow. But yeah, it's a pretty, it's, it's a, it, it's the best ACDC book I've ever read just because of just how in depth he goes and how, uh, he, he just, it, it, it's a lot of these easy books you read. It's kind of like the fluff. They're kind of like fluff pieces for the most part. Like, and a lot of times they don't even talk to people close. Like they're, they're just pulling articles that have already been written and they're just taking quotes and kind of piecing together and stuff. So it's not really like anything new or, you know, so there's a lot of rehash with ACDC books, but, uh, but yeah, it's my friend Jesse Fink, but he actually did, he did two of them. He did one on called the Youngs, which was on how the young brothers operate the band and then mm. Vaughn as well. And yeah, both of those are, are, are fantastic books. Cool. Very good. I, Triple Lovers, any crazy songs you cover that people might be like, whoa, that's kind of weird for the, them to cover? We cover, uh, we do, so a number of years ago, we did an entire set of Huey Lewis and the News songs. Whoa. Okay. Um, which was the hardest thing I've ever done musically as a three piece trying to cover, you know, five piece Huey Lewis and the News, six piece Huey Lewis and the News, but we transposed everything and did it guitar, bass, drums, did it. Um, and we still do every once in a while. We'll still play harder rock and roll. We actually just did that a couple weeks ago for the first time in years. Um, so yeah, we've covered Huey Lewis. Um, we've covered like Talking Heads. We've covered okay. Um, we've covered ACDC obviously here and there. Um, we've covered. I'm trying to think of some of the other the other ones. We don't we don't do a lot of them, but every once in a while we'll 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 pepper one in there. Okay, <clears throat> very good. Well, any other questions about ACDC? I'm going to throw uh, Craig a. Uh, we'll hate him for this, but we'll, we'll let him talk about that. But any other ACDC questions, Craig? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, you know, hopefully you get a chance to to publish what you have. I know you probably work very long and hard on it, so hopefully uh, you can fill in some gaps that maybe the uh, the autobiography doesn't and, you know, give uh, people a, a fuller picture of uh, your research. So I'm kind of excited about that. Okay, yeah, I'm sure. Oh. Yeah, it'll come out and, like, so it, it's going to come out one way or the other. Okay. I mean, whether or not it's uh, you know, depending on whether it's, um, like I said, I'm pretty sure it'll get, it, it, it'll, it'll have a publishing home. It's just going to be a, a, a ways sure. to, and, it, and at the very, very least, I would, I would start a blog spot and put the whole, put all of it up because there's way, I got way too much oh, work yeah. into this to not right. at least let people read it, you know? So it's oh, like, yeah. I mean, it, writing books is a labor of love, you know, anyway, you're not, it's not financially viable to do, you know, unless you're like some famous author, you have some huge book. I mean, and even when you do have huge books, it's like the money is not even close to worth what the time that gets put into it. Like if you actually broke that down by hour, it would be really like a, a pathetic hourly wage. We'll put it that way. Uh, but, but yeah, it's sort of labor of love. And yeah. And if anything comes of it, you know, uh, if I get any of, of, of any money from my time at all, at the end of it, uh, it'll be a plus. Well, how about this? I'm hearing Mike Shear. Mike Shear is sitting by me. He's whispering in my ear. What if we put on the Beacon Journal website? If you say, hey, it's never going to go in the book, can you imagine a subscriber only? Uh, you yeah. might have enough for like 70 stories, a 70-part series. On Oh, man, we, we get subscribers, I'll tell you. 
you could you probably would get some subscribers. I, I, I don't I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know that they'd stay on they stay on right, right, right. parts of it. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, what's this acronym? News? I don't know, but hey, right. however we can get them would be great. Right, uh, right. Okay, I, I, I gotta ask this question on behalf of Craig. I thought I was a music fan. I'm looking at behind you know you and obviously you got lots of CDs and everything. Craig was telling about how great Big Time Rush was. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Big Time Rush? You probably it's a different genre, Chris. Come on, man. I've yeah. heard of them, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know a song offhand, though. You'd have to you'd have to refresh my memory as to what they. <laughs> I don't it's, a, it's, it, it's a boy band. Chris is just being Chris right now. Oh, and oh boy, he, that is a boy you know, band. <laughs> he's trying to stir. He's trying to stir up some issues to where it won't be the Craig and Chris show or the Chris and Craig show anymore. You know, it's uh, well, he's trying to stir the pot here, man. We, we had an infamous argument one night where we were talking about embarrassing shows that we like. We, well, we'll admit we watch, but you don't want to say it in public that much. And mine, I like the dumb show Big Brother. And Craig was talking about Nick shows and Big Time Rush. And I don't know. It, it became a whole thing. I'm just checking. Was <laughs> the, like, you I know what? If you like, if you're a, okay, it's not for everybody, just like yeah. music, TV, everything's for. Their own little, you know, everybody likes their own stuff. So I don't anticipate BJ knowing Big Time Rush. I'm glad you've heard of them. Mm-hmm. I don't anticipate that you would have ever heard any of their songs because if you're not into boy bands, you probably would not care to listen to Big Time Rush. And I'm not saying that I'm like a boy band freak, but if you like boy bands, you cannot deny that their songs are good boy band songs. Plain well, the, the only point I'm trying to make, I was just curious to see if a music lover how much they would know of them. And honestly, BJ, I was well, shocked. The music was... lover of a certain genre of music. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that he, you know, that BJ can't appreciate good music as good music as good music, whether it's, you know, opera or whatever. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not assuming you have very many boy band CDs back there, BJ. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, didn't, didn't hit those ones. But no, I mean, I, yeah. Uh... Yeah, it's mostly it's mostly rock and rock and sort of related stuff. I mean, you know, it's not uh, nothing super super heavy really, but uh, also nothing you know, uh, nothing quite that nothing quite that popular. There's some, there's some poppy stuff in my collection back there. Though. Like I got Kelly Clarkson back there, and like Avril he's back there. Like there's some stuff that's pop that like you know, a good pop song is a good pop song. You know, honestly, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to make. Let's leave it this. We got to do ads. We got to talk news. I, I'm not making fun of Craig. I was just curious because. BJ, I was stunned because he said this. I'm like, oh, it's got to be this band that has like 200 Twitter followers that nobody knows about. Oh, the no, band, no, no. The band's got millions of Twitter followers there. <laughs> Other big, yeah. 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 And, and, and again, I don't know everything about pop culture. I'm not saying if I don't know it's a problem. I I, I want to make fun. If you like a certain branch of music, go for it. It's fine. The thing is, Chris, you've been a coward throughout the last few weeks, though. You're, 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 you're a coward here hiding behind the the ability to say, I don't know anything about them. Go listen to them. You have YouTube. Okay. Type them in. Right. Listen to some music. I don't, I'm not guaranteeing you're going to like it. I'm just saying give it a shot because you, you talk the trash about them, but you're not willing to say, you know what, I'll, I'll take okay. a listen, okay? If BJ said, hey, what's it, you know, if you asked him what's a good underrated band, and he'd say, this band, would you go listen to it? Because he gave you the recommendation, Okay. Now, I'm not saying I'm the music guy like BJ, but give him a chance. You can okay. talk trash, and you're talking trash about Big Time Rush, but you failed to do the one thing, which is investigate for yourself if it is trash or not. Okay. 
So do that. Maybe we'll listen to a song and then BJ and I could. Because we're all connected in Microsoft Teams. You know, one day I'm writing a big breaking news story and, you know, I get a a message from you saying Big Time Rush sucks. I don't care. That's fine. No, I honestly, I've changed in my life. 20 years ago, I'd be fighting you over Big Time Rush. Whatever. If you like certain things, that's yeah. fine. I, I, I'm not going to fight yet. I, I, I'm just astounded at how big of a deal Big Time Rush is. I guess that's my only They thing. are a big deal. Yeah. Right. We, we, we you know, fine. they came out at, at, at a time when One Direction was also out, so it was kind of like if you're a boy band fandom, you're probably going to skew more towards One Direction because they were the more pop mainstream, but Big Time Rush had their followers. They got the girls excited. They had people that were excited about them, so... Yeah, they weren't some small town, you know, small time potatoes. I, I the older I get, the more accepting I get. Yeah, you know, getting back together too. So you know, maybe we can take, maybe we can get free tickets and we can take the show on the road when they play in Chicago here later this year. It, it probably won't be that hard to get free tickets to make them rush. <laughs> they're probably like, they're well, like, oh, here, take them. Well, they'll probably give us bundles for tickets. Yeah. All right, let me quickly mention this before we get to our news talk. Um, our, our sponsors, check them out. Um, you know, the big thing I want to mention was Chase Bank. Uh, you know, you get this podcast, you sign up on the link, um, do a, a direct deposit, open a new account, you get 225 bucks to place your account. So we're probably the only podcast that actually pays you for, you know, listening. So check it out. Uh, Ashley Home Store, uh, that's our sponsor. Um, check them out for great furniture deals. Uh, you, you like football, right, PJ? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a Browns fan. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Oh boy, here we go. I'm glad no, I'm in the middle. Fine. I'm glad I'm in the middle here as a Lions fan. Well, we don't want to, we don't want to interrupt the ad thing, but you know, hey, my wife does this. I'm sure an honest woman, BJ and Craig will, will say they do it too. Uh, you know, Sunday at one's a, a pure time. You gotta watch your football. That's usually the time where our wives will say, "Hey, let's go shop for furniture," or <laughs> "Let's go drive around." I'm like. No, no. Well, if they say go shop for furniture, Ashley Home Store, you get coupons on the website through, through um, you know, the Ohio podcast, and you actually do all your shopping at home. Have your wife sit by you as you're watching football, say pick out your couch and sofa, you enjoy the game. Ashley Home Store has got our backs. Yeah, BJ, this is going to come up because you and I work together on the Akron Drill stuff. I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so every time I talk to Darren, one of our coworkers, I'm like I'm torn because obviously it would help our paper if the Browns win the Super Bowl and go 20 and 0, but it would probably destroy me emotionally <laughs> as a sewage fan. So I, well, I man, don't we, know. We've been in the doldrums for so long, man. You got I mean we get you guys beat up on us for years and years and years. You got to get you got to throw us a bone here for you know we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna be good you know at least for a couple years you know with this I'm a Browns fan so I'm skeptical all the time of their success. I won't believe it until it happens. Even when they're winning, I'm like, they're gonna blow this. Like, I, I can't. I'm too. I've been. I've had. Uh, I got burnt too many times in the past by the Browns growing up. So, uh, so yeah. But uh, we got just this little window. Maybe we'll be good. We'll see. <laughs> I don't even want to say we're gonna be good, but I, maybe we'll be good. I don't want to say anything out of school. I mean, I've known Mike Shear for a long time. Mike actually likes the Steelers. Has he told you that? I'm yeah. Not saying anything. I should. <laughs> he likes Steelers. The secrets out. But he does. Uh, he does like the Cincinnati Reds, which is my uh, my favorite team as well, too. So, and he likes the Columbus Blue Jackets. We've been in a Blue Jackets game before, which is fine. I'm like Mike. 
Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, you got to like them in hockey. But, mm. you know, Mike picks picks and chooses. He kind of well, – which is fine. But, you know, Mike's being good because he's in Browns country and he's not – he'll wear his red shirts during meetings, but mm. I haven't seen him wear his Steelers shirt yet. I tried to ask him during meetings, hey, can you get some cheers for the Steelers? And he brushes me off. So who knows? Yeah, Reds is kind of neutral, but uh, but yeah, Steelers uh, on a on a that Ohio call probably not uh, <laughs> probably not gonna go, probably not gonna go over too well, especially even now. You know, we got Cincinnati on those calls too, so they got the Bengals down there, so they don't like the Steelers either. <laughs> well, we also do a Steelers podcast with a couple of Steelers fans. We actually got picked up by SB Nation, and you know, SB Nation the fans when they heard the Ohio guys were doing the podcast, they. Got all mad. So the first podcast, I had to yell about Browns and Bengals fans. So, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll be friends with anybody, but don't listen to that if you're like, oh, I was offensive. I just said, hey, if we win four games this year, let's beat the Browns and Bengals. If we do that, I guess I'm okay if only win four games. So, who knows? It's, it's tough. BJ, the last year was tough because the Bengals were on their 10th string quarterback and given up for the year. The Steelers came in on like a game they had to win. And what was it? Ryan Finley from the Bengals looked like Johnny Unitas. And the Bengals won by, like, three touchdowns. Big Ben forgot how to throw. Oh, it was the most painful game I've watched in my life. Yeah. I literally walked out of that game going, oh, my goodness, Big Ben's done. He's got retired tonight. Try being then, a Lions fan, Chris. Oh. And the Browns, okay, the Browns won that last game of the season. Okay, half the guys had COVID. I can't figure out what's the um, protocols up there. I mean, are, are they all like, hey, let's give each other COVID, and they hug each other or whatever else they need to do. But it was great. Well, and the Browns won the game. And, and let's admit, the Steelers didn't need that game. But then they go in the playoffs. They didn't practice at all that week. They're going over to Pittsburgh, and they it could have been 100 to nothing. That game was so painful, the playoff game. It was what was like 20 nothing halfway in the first quarter, and I'm literally going, they're going to lose. And Did I you cry? Well, Did you cry? Shed a tear? co-worker of ours, Dan Cater, he works with me on the doc desk. I'm sure BJ knows him from the past with their experiences in Akron Canton. I literally texted him as he's working that night. I said, okay, don't cover the game. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, don't <laughs> cover the game. Just take it out. We don't want, I don't want to see any Brown Steelers news in the Beacon or Canton. But obviously I can't say that. So. <laughs> I just got to talk Mike Sheeran into having a Steelers beat. Wouldn't that be great if I could go over to Pittsburgh, cover the Steelers, we, you know, it's like fair time. It's like in politics. You know, you want, you know, Republicans and Democrats to represent. What's there's a Steelers fan base out that way, and in, in, in Mike's neck of the woods. So yeah. you're not you're not endorsing my proposal. I'm not seeing the ha. Ah, let's do it. Be just like, oh no. <laughs> well, there's yeah, there are there are a lot of Steelers fans though. There's especially more in where I'm at. I'm a little in Youngstown, and uh, yeah. just as many Steelers fans as there are Browns fans here. It's about fifty fifty here. So. Um, so yeah, but, but there's Steelers fans everywhere. <laughs> like, I mean, just, yeah, that might be but, one of the most popular teams just around the country. Uh, I think. I, I think I would say them and you know maybe the Cowboys or but you know but yeah the Steelers are definitely up there. And shouldn't that matter? I mean, hey, if, if they're a beloved <laughs> team, we need two more fans. BJ and Craig convert tonight. It'll be good. Hey, it's fine. I hey, it's like big time rush. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't agree. But hey, if you like another team, go for it. Uh, let's talk quick. We got a little time left. Uh, let's talk quick about some uh, stories that we cover at the Beacon Journal. Support local journalism. Uh, help help BJ stay in his office with his cool record collection and everything. Um, 
LeBron James, it's fun. I mean, LeBron James is one of the most recognized athletes in the world. Akron's his hometown. I don't understand, BJ. Why do we love and hate? Well, not at the same time, but half of us love and half of us hate LeBron James. I've never seen it before in my life. Even when we post stories on the Akron Beacon Journal, there's people in Akron hate LeBron, and they'll share that in the comments. Why do you think that's the case? Well, the decision number one was the was the and people are not going to get over that. Um, and I remember when he did that, being like, "Oh, he doesn't realize what he's doing." I, I, I think if he had to do it over again, he would not have done that on TV the way he did it. I mean, but th- that he did a primetime special to basically, you know, uh, to basically sniff it to Cleveland on national television, which is what he right. did. People aren't going to get over that, man. They remember, you know, Cleveland fans are they're loyal and they're diehard and they're they're you know a lot of them are not going to get over that. So. Um, you know, even when he came when he came back, I mean, there was a lot of people embraced him. A lot of people couldn't get couldn't get past it, though. You know, couldn't get past what he did before. Even even with winning, the, you know, the title, I mean, it was great that he won a title. But I think that's the that's the number one reason. I think outside of that, outside of that, he's just super successful. When anybody that's super successful, you know, half the people are going to hate him. I mean, you know, like it's just when you're winning all the time or you're doing or you're doing well, it's just you know, it's it just I guess that's just our our, our weird society where it's like you see people up there and then you know a lot of people want to tear them down or whatever they want to see them you know uh, they, you know they, they, they root for they root for you know other people to fail which is kind of like so so you get some of that too but i think mostly it's just the decision more than anything else and then then the fact that he's not here now too like he's now he left cleveland again and again that's not as painful as the decision was but like still it's not like you know i think people kind of think like well you know uh, they still hold it against him. I think that he's not playing for the Cavs. And I can answer my next question really easily because obviously people care more about sports and education. But you know who else? I mean, I know Jalen Rose has his charter school and everything else, but you know LeBron's got a charter school in there. I mean, I, I, what you're saying makes complete sense. I'm not arguing with you at all. But I mean, he's still pumping money into Akron. I mean, he could have taken I promise school to LA with him. I mean. It just yeah, I, I scratch my head. You know? People that hate people that hate him don't care about that. They don't they don't they don't they don't care at all about his school or any of that. Yeah, it's just it's it's all sports and what LeBron did and oh you know now they're gonna just yeah they don't I, I don't think it goes beyond sports with them. Like he could he, I mean he could he could gift money to Akron you know every day of the week and still not gonna you know there's still gonna be somebody who's like oh well it's a tax right you know they'll take the tax write off for him or they'll you know like he. Like I could, yeah, I could give money to everybody in Akron every day, and they would still find a way to hate him, you know, just because he's not here. So, what do you think? The, do you think the hatred has intensified, maybe, because of his becoming a little bit more outward political, and, and not in a bad way, but that's just what he's been doing. He's using his platform to speak more. Uh, yeah. Do you think that maybe that's intensified some of the hatred and, and more people coming out of the woodwork to ex- express their hatred? For sure. I mean, um, and that's happened with, with football too. And, you know, kneeling for the anthem and stuff. And like, there's a whole big kind of divide there. People going away from, you know, or getting away from professional sports because it gets politicized a lot or it gets, you know, people that, and, and, and look, when I tune into sports, they all have the right to say all that. And do that. But when I tune into sports, like I just want to watch sports and I, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hold it against them for, you know, taking a stand or doing anything else like that. And I'm still going to watch but I get it. Like, you, you know, you, you, you put on the, you know, the, 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 you know, the talking head shows on ESPN, which is, I think it's all ESPN is anymore. It's just talking head shows, but it's just constantly like, like half the time. It's not even about sports. It's about, 
what, what somebody's political stance or what somebody did or somebody protesting or some social issue or whatever. And like people aren't tuning in ESPN for that. Like they don't want that. They get bombarded all day, every day by politics. And the one thing that does bring people together is sports, you know, like that's one thing like, Hey, you know, you may have nothing in common with somebody else, but Hey, you're both watching a football game and then you can even have a conversation about football, you know? So it's like when it gets into, I, I think that's just what it is. But, yeah, but, but for sure, Craig, to answer your question. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Well, in, you know, okay, you may disagree on politics, but what if he goes and Devo, you know, the acrobat? What if he influences Devo to finally get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Would that totally change everything around? Would Akron love LeBron? No. Okay. no. I don't think most Akron knows who Devo is. Okay. He's literally helping kids go to college and be great. You're talking about getting a Hall of Fame, you know, nomination. Come on, Chris. You're <laughs> like obsessed with that Hall of Fame nomination there. I, I got in trouble, and I can't remember, Craig, if I talked to you or Brandon about this. I'm not sure if Diva is a Hall of Fame band. And I'm not going to sit here, and obviously we're going to be silly if Akron people who work in the Beacon Journal are just rip apart Devo. They're a good band. I'm not saying they're a bad band. Everybody's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they're all a thing, Manny. I I, respect, I nothing but respect for Devo and, and what yeah. they and what they've done and, and, and but yeah, is as far as all although there's a lot of bands in the Hall of Fame that aren't Hall of Fame bands, you know, and there's a lot of stuff that that Hall of Fame is so weird now, I don't even know. I mean they should just call it the music hall of fame now because exactly, it's, not, yeah. it's not rock anymore and then there's a, always a big thing every year where it's like, All right, why is Whitney Houston going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like right. you know, I, I'm not saying she's not Hugely influential and not not an, wasn't an amazing artist, you know. But at the same time, it's not rock and roll, so it's like just change the name. Like it's, it's called the Music Hall of Fame, and be done with it. Well, I got in trouble last week on the Sooners podcast when I questioned Bill Cowher's a Hall of Famer. I mean, I love Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher is he really a Hall of Famer? I, well, I that's a surprise. Well, that's he uh, he kind of he won a Super Bowl and he continued this empire in Pittsburgh, and yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. But see, here's my overall take. Do you think places like the Music Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame, obviously, they're selling tickets. You know, like, we got to sell papers, digital subscriptions to keep us afloat. These guys need to sell tickets. Well, as soon as they announced that Cower and Troy Palmano and um, who else is being ducked from Pittsburgh this year? Oh, Bill Nunn. And the fact that Steelers in the Hall of Fame game, I got all these marketing emails. Hey, Steelers fan. Get off your butt, get the kit, and you know, we have all these students people there. And it used to be that like they would have the game like everyone would take turns. And now you see more of, hey, the big fan bases. You know, you're not seeing Jacksonville get their turns. I, I, I think it's the same thing with the Rock Hall. I yeah, mean, yeah Whitney Houston's yeah. not hard rocking, but if we can get Whitney Houston fans, you know, let's put her in so we can sell some more tickets. You know? You know, that means we should not worry about Depot anymore then, if that's you know, the case, Chris. You know, you know it costs like so if you get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if you want to have guests there, it's 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 over ten thousand dollars a seat to have them sit there. So yeah, but yeah, like they do that just for, for the induction ceremony. But yeah, that's all about that's all about money as well too. You know, like so that's why they're they're going to induct they're going to induct Whitney Houston because there's a giant entourage there that's going to come. To, you know, okay. That's going to. Well, I guess he's going to be very wealthy. Because they're going to get hundred grand and at least, if not more, in, in in just people sitting there, you know, to support it and you know, for, for tickets. But yeah, it's 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 pretty wow. pretty insane how much it costs. You know, that's incredible to think that you have to pay. 
that yeah. much money to bring yeah. to bring like your family or friends or people that help support you like wow yep most think like uh you know they, they probably are finding the richest people they can find and then well who has like 800 butlers and who has you know whatever that you know changed their diaper when they were a kid let's do that so well, it's crazy even the papers that work for i mean you know we've had sports banquets and part of it is yeah. you know hey you invite your honorees invite their family and i'm not saying that it's bad i mean Hey, you know, we all have to make money somehow. So I'm thinking maybe BJ for you. Okay. I can't remember how many people are still at the Beacon Journal, but probably at least 20, I'd imagine. So yeah, get those guys to come, friends of friends. Now I'm sure <laughs> nobody there could afford the ten thousand bucks. But man, if you start dropping the word about maybe who could come, server lovers are being that next year. Maybe that's you know? why Debo's not going into the Hall of Fame. Maybe they can't afford the ten thousand dollar per seat, you know. <laughs> Sorry, Diva. I don't. I don't mean to say you're broke. I just, you know. Well, I would go to support BJ. I'm not sure if I have the ten thousand dollars to. So that, that's it. You can't just say I have a lot of friends. You got to say I've got a lot of friends who are willing to pay the ten thousand, right? Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I don't think we're a rock hall worthy band either. So okay. <laughs> I mean, like it, it's all marketing. I, I mean, I think we're pretty good, but I don't think we're. Uh, yeah, we. Okay. we but if you give the rock hall the appearance that you can afford. Like thirty seats at the at the induction yeah. ceremony, you might become a Hall of Fame band no matter what if you can afford the seats for thirty people. Right, that's what I'm saying. You just want your money. So, so start a social media push saying, "Hey, who's willing to pay ten thousand to ever make the Rock Hall?" And when you get those responses back, like saying, "Yeah, I'm in," forward them right to the Rock Hall. I mean, <laughs> stranger things have happened. You know, who knows? I'm gonna go fund me account going. <laughs> go fund me. So, yeah. um. You know, some of the other things, um, gun violence, um, you know, we had a story about, you know, one of the football players that was good that just died. And what I, – I mean, this problem's true in Akron, Columbus, all over the place. Are you seeing things that Akron's trying to do? I know that you guys had a good story about the football coaches were sad to see it happen. They say something needs to happen. What can happen? I mean, I, that's my big question in that. I don't know. That's a deep question as far as like what to what to do. To, I I don't I don't have the answer to that either. I mean, um, and I I don't know that anybody else has. That there is no really sort of definitive kind of answer. I mean, when it just a you know parts of the area and parts of Ohio and just all over Youngstown's the same way and certain in a lot of in a lot of a lot of a lot of places and you know, Akron is as well too and places that are really economically you know uh, economically struggling. It's just I'm not, that's you know that's across the country you know that's yeah, right. like that. so it's just yeah I don't know I, I don't know I don't know what the, what the answer is there I'm not and I'm not sure what uh, I mean I'm I'm not sure what Akron is all kind of kind of doing I mean I know they're they're trying to do some more kind of community outreach sort of things um, you know I know we've we've got a couple kind of uh, a couple of guests on our, our podcast and stuff that have sort of alluded to that you know and uh, uh, but. But yeah, it's 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 tough, but I don't know what you know. I don't know what that answer is, or or, or, or why particularly it's it goes up at certain times and it's you know it's quiet for a while and that you know I don't know I, I don't have any rhyme or reason to that. Unfortunately, I've got uh, I've got a little insight on that. Well, how does the paper kind of strategize? You know, as a as a newspaper, how does Akron maybe strategize to cover this to maybe advance the story further? You know, is that something that, you know, internally that's discussed, you know, every day or when things like this happen to try to maybe find those solutions, even though we're not 
necessarily supposed to be the solution, but maybe we can help be the solution as a newspaper. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, we're always talking to, to people that are trying to help out the Akron community. I mean, I know our next our next podcast is going to be with the new police chief. So, I mean, a lot of that's going to be on what, what his kind of plans are and sort of visions are. And we just talked with um, with Chantel Brown, who just won the 11th district. And so she's, you know, it, it, we talked with her about, about a lot of that, a lot of that stuff too. So, yeah, I mean, the... We, we definitely push along the conversations that uh, that are being had as far as uh, as far as what to you know what, what solutions are there or, or, or how you know how we're able to kind of report on on, on that and, and, and we always report on that side of it too I mean obviously somebody gets shot and killed you have to report on that and that you know um, there's there's the human side of that though too you know we do follow up on, on on people who who were killed what you know what, who were these people what were they like and that sort of thing and um, but but yeah, but there's always we always have the articles and and, and we're always asking uh, you know sort of asking asking folks what you know what can be done and what sort of conversations are being had around Akron you know to kind of to try to quell this you know quell this problem somewhat you know sure well we're gonna plug your stuff in just a second but you gotta help me out I might be coming to Akron this weekend I'll be coming across two seventy you, you know how two seventy goes through Akron. Am I safe doing that? Because there's all these traffic problems Mike tells me about. I don't know because, you know what, I've been working from my house in Youngstown. I've yet to. Oh. So in, in February, I got hired in February in uh, Akron, and I had been working in Canton the whole year before that, too, or, or from home any, anyways. but no, So, no, I mean, I commuted back and forth to Canton from Youngstown for a lot of years when I was there. But, yeah, I, I've yet to be in the Akron Beacon Journal office. I, everything's been home. Everything's been on yeah. TV because – all you know, stuff, there's yeah. been mandates or mat, mat, you know, or, or we weren't allowed in the office for a while there too. So like, we couldn't, and then we kind of were, and we actually had a meeting scheduled, like in person with every, you know, with all the editors and stuff. And then that got uh, they got canceled at the last minute for something else. And then literally the next day, it was the company's like, "You got to wear masks in the building now. We don't want anybody outside yeah. the, uh, the employee to be in the building." It was like, "Well, <laughs> I guess I guess this meeting's going back to Teams then," you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, check out the Beacon Trail. Lots of great coverage there. I was referring a lot of coverage recently about traffic. Yeah. Mike yeah. made a throwaway comment saying, don't go to Akron. <laughs> Stay away from it. It's Akron. always perpetually under construction and up here. You know, the, yeah, the, it's like the Ohio Turnpike is perpetually under construction. Every All around Akron. Akron's, Akron is is bad, though, like that. I, I don't, And I don't know why. We've had – I think we've been asking those questions, too. Like, why? Like, why is this not – you shut this down for how long, and now you're shutting it down again. You know, like certain certain areas and stuff too. So yeah, it's a it's a, it's a head scratcher for sure. And, and Mike is fully in favor of people going to Akron. Don't get the wrong idea. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think what he means is if you go to Akron, plan ahead. <laughs> Don't you know? Maybe add for add some time. Make sure you get there in time wherever you're headed. So, I, I just don't get in trouble with twenty PJ. That's 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 where I'm. <laughs> try to avoid rush hour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That seems to be a nightmare every day. So it makes it tough. Well, okay, let's promote your stuff. So because you got, man, you got a lot of stuff we got to promote. So how do we get in touch with Turbo Lovers? If if we're sitting here saying I want to listen to music, or well, what's the best way for somebody out there to connect with Turbo Lovers? Uh, well, we're on uh, we're on Facebook. Obviously, just search Turbo Lovers. It's the first thing that comes up. We're on uh, Twitter. It's at Turbo Lovers Rock. Or on Instagram, it's um, uh, it's Yo Turbo Lovers or Turbo Lovers Yo. Um, so, uh, yeah, any of those we're on, if you want to hear music or buy music digitally, whatever we're on, uh, just search Turbo Lovers, we're on iTunes, uh, on Spotify, we're all those, uh, as well. And, uh, or you can buy direct from us, uh, just through, uh, through Bandcamp, 
uh, which is, I believe is purplelovers.bandcamp.com. So uh, yeah, any of those, any, any of those will, uh, will will point you in our direction. And your personal tour, it's just BJ Lisco, right? Yeah, my yeah, my okay. personal tour is at BJ Lisco. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and follow that for anything else going on, BJ, or if that Brian Johnson book gets off the. It's I'm coming sure out. We'll, talking about that. Yeah, it's coming out in one way or the other. But yeah, it's uh, uh yeah, we'll see. Uh, like I said, it's gotta wait and see which which direction we're going with. And I got about a year. I took a, I, it got it got delayed by about a year <laughs> because of, because he's putting out one himself. So, but it's coming out. It'll come out for sure. Well, and I'm not sure if my dream of having a 70 part series on BeaconDraw.com will ever happen. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> so, well, the other thing, hey, you're you're just there. Let's um, you know, promote the Beacon Journal. Hey, if you're anywhere around Akron or want to keep up with stuff happening in Akron, check out BeaconJournal.com. And there's, I'm not sure offhand what the subscription link is, but, you know, there's a big subscribe word on there. So check it out. It helps keep all of us employed. And I, we put out stuff. I mean, I know, yeah, Joe's is in a tough mode right now, but uh, we do our best to keep the press running and, we're pumping lots of stories up today, so yeah, still there check is. Out. Yeah, there is, and I will say this: I mean, the Beacon Journal. I believe there's um, there's a half dozen editors at least, uh, probably more. On probably I shouldn't I should I shouldn't put numbers on these. There's yeah, we've got around twenty reporters and stuff too, and yeah, they're cranking out copy every day, and 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 and, and most of it is very 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 localized. So um, if you're you know, especially if you're from the Akron area, uh, yeah, check out BeaconJournal.com because there's a we, we do have a, a a lot of great journalists and there's a lot of great uh, a lot of great stories and uh, a lot of great coverage on that site for sure. And check out you know we have Statehouse coverage, and sometimes big headed dopes that host podcasts. Like I'm doing now, I get to contribute and write stuff for Beacon Journal. You can read. I wrote about the Medina Jeopardy champ. He he's on again tonight, I think, right? Yeah, I think he he just keeps winning. Yeah, he's probably on now as we're taping this. So yeah, we'll have to conclude so we can all watch the Jeopardy champ. BJ, I think I've written six stories about Jeopardy this year. They are doing marketing fantastic. I don't think I've ever written six stories about Jeopardy in my life. <laughs> I don't know if you man. saw Chris, but uh, there's there's talks that Mike Richards uh, he's in advanced talks to become the permanent host. So, really? yeah. So we may not, you know, your your dream of John Tortorella, who also breaking news by the way, at least breaking news to us right here, has signed on to be an analyst at ESPN for their NHL coverage. So, towards to Jeopardy doesn't look like it's going to happen. Mm. We're young right now to watch Jeopardy all the time. If we're starting to watch Jeopardy, you know, let's pick our graves and you know jump in and do what we're close. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Jeopardy. Come well, on. Well, no, no. Believe me, I'm getting close to watching Jeopardy. I'm I'm getting older. Wheel of Fortune. Day. If you're watching oh. Wheel of Fortune every day. My grandparents, their everyday ritual was was Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, and oh. bed. <laughs> it was for you. Yeah. <laughs> you had to sleep over at grandma's house as a kid. It was like, yeah, by nine, you're down. Because it was, yeah. <laughs> my, my wife's grandparents, they're no longer with us, and we're sad about that. But last couple of years of their life, they started watching Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy. And as soon, you know, as, soon as they said, you know, I'm like, you know, it's, it's time. It's <laughs> I shouldn't say that. It was sad, but when you start watching Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy all the time, it's sad. Maybe we'll add this last part out. Who knows? <laughs> we've, we've lost Craig. Well, Chris. who would you like to see as Jeopardy? I mean, I know, BJ, you're not watching Jeopardy that much. But who would I like to see the, as the host? Yeah, is there somebody that would could become the host that you're like, 
Holy crap, I'm going to live for another 40 years, but I got to start watching Jeopardy. This guy's great. I would have to go with the, I would go with a comedian or like, you know, I'd have like Norm yeah. McDonald do it or something or like, oh. or, uh, <laughs> it would just be funny to have somebody there just, just to be able to like make fun of the guy, make fun of them when they get it wrong <laughs> or just like, yeah. like, not like so straight. You know, there you go, Chris. Yeah. yeah, I would do a comedian if, if, if I was gonna, if, you know, that that might get, uh, that might skew the. I don't know if Norm Macdonald would skew the demo younger, but there are some comedians that would, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, what about yeah. Will Ferrell if you go the comedian? Oh yeah, right? Will Ferrell, who of course he was a live celebrity Jeopardy. Right. Now you can have Will Ferrell be Will Ferrell, or you could have him be his sort of Alex Trebek like persona. Will Ferrell though. Would be I'm kind of they didn't do that during this guest this guest run spot. I'm surprised yeah. he hasn't showed up and done that for at least once, just for the you know, just for the yeah. last. You know. USA too. Ten stories did if they had that'd be amazing. <laughs> um, I'm sad though. If we don't get vaccinated, and we're gonna have like a Zoom Jeopardy all the time. I mean, we're not going in a good place. They'll just have the uh, part, you know plastic partitions in between all the. Okay. You know, you can still do Jeopardy probably. Well, support local journalism. Read my story so. Tomorrow at the meeting, you BJ O'Dan and say, man, Chris P's doing great. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, check that out. Uh, oh, and finally, let's mention this quick since you mentioned it. I was impressed. How do we connect with this Akron podcast you're doing? How can we find out online? So, yeah, so I produced the – it's called the Now You Know Akron podcast. Um, and, yeah, you can download it anywhere, anywhere you download podcasts. It's up, uh, you know, so Apple, Google, Spotify, all the usual places and stuff. Or just go to BeaconJournal.com. There's always a story up there on uh, on what the what the guest is for the week. But, yeah, it's a weekly podcast. It's uh, it's up every Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, we've had some – I know it covers everything, everything Akron-based. So anything having to do with Akron, whether it's uh, news, politics, entertainment, the how we did the housing market, we're going to – I think we're going to go from – you know, politics to Tim Ripper Owens from, you know, the former Judas Priest singer here in a couple of weeks is going to be on there too. We had the, uh, speaking of Jeopardy, we had one of the, the Kent Jeopardy champ was on there uh, a couple weeks back. So yeah, we could just, anything having to do with Akron or the greater Akron area um, is, is fair game. And I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, we'll get to it, you know, in due time. Well, yeah, definitely check all those out. We will link to it on the podcast when it comes out and BJ, thanks so much. We appreciate it. It's fun. Come back anytime. And we appreciate you coming on tonight. Um, so for BJ and Craig, thanks yep. for checking out to Highland. Check out sponsors, share us with your friends, and have a great day. Hey, thanks, guys. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.